it. Hello and welcome to Time Bandits. Time Bandits is a bi-weekly podcast where we go back in time 25 years every other week to the year 1988 to celebrate the silver anniversary of a film and an album from that year for the very last time. This is the last of 1988 and as soon as to be the new year 1989. My name is Greg LeGrow and I'm looking at Casey Lyons. Hi Greg, how are you? I'm very lonely. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I don't know what this is. This is, Dan Gorman is sick. I know, I keep looking over to see his little face and it's no, not it's, there. It's an empty chair. Yeah. Well, it's not empty, my sweater's there. Yeah. You can pretend that's him. He does, it looks a lot like A little him. bit. There's a toque and a sweater, that's mostly Dan. Yeah, Dan's cable knit, isn't he? <laughs> As far as I remember. We had planned to not have a guest this week just because it, this movie is really hard to track down and uh, it's our last one of the year, but then no, there's no Dan, so it's just me and Casey. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're missing our little Dan because he's sick and, yeah. and uh, this is supposed to be the last episode. I'm lost. I, I'm just, just... <laughs> my, my heart is sad. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. No. Holy balls. I can't, um, I can't imagine talking to you for no. an hour without someone to break up the monotony. How was I supposed to just zone out and stare at the wall? I'm ridiculously hungover today. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the staff party last the staff week. party. Yeah. I left early because I'm sick and boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, that all checks out. <laughs> you, you are both of those things. Tried very hard to be responsible yesterday and just leave the staff party like a person does. But instead, Spock, our sound technician, hooked up a bunch of microphones and made them live so we could have karaoke with our YouTube from the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Spock and I sang Beth by Kiss together. (laughs) Oh, there's part of me going, ah, why did I leave? And then there's another part of me going, just in town. That's the bigger part. Yep. Things got stupid. Uh, anyway, so what do you want to do? You want to get in time machine? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Dan would know what to do. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, let's let's get all up. You know what? Let's not let Dan's um, uh, not being here. That was supposed to be more eloquent. Uh, let's not let that get us down. Let's, no. let's get in that time machine and... Go to 1988, where we review movies and music from the time period. God damn it. All, All right. right. Let's go. Let's do... What are we getting then? What are we using? This is your domain. Ah, uh, fine. Let's use... Uh, well, it's the end of the season one, so let's use the uh, the, the time map uh, from the... Uh, from Time Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, read the map. <laughs> All right. Go. Well, here we are. Ah, we made it. <laughs> it's delightful. Time Time map has done its trick. It's October 1988. Yeah. I don't have anything more specific than that. No. It is just October. Um, we could have, in October of 1988, gone to see Alien Nation. We could have seen Punchline. 
We could oh, have seen. I've seen Punchline. Yeah, I like, like, well, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And I liked it because it had Tom Hanks and John yeah. Goodman. and Yeah, and it was about comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was about comedy. Yeah. He's a stand-up in it. Yeah. Yeah. Not hilarious. <sighs> I thought it was really funny when I was uh, 12. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I've never liked Sally Field. No? She could really ruin a movie for oh, me. Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, even in Smokey and the Bandit? Uh, less so in Smoking the Bandit, and weirdly, she's kind of hot. She's kind of hot in Smoking the Bandit. The Bandit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got the got the chemistry with Bert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. That was both of their lines. <laughs> <laughs> that was their big love scene. Uh, I good. wonder if because it's around Christmas time, uh, and this year, 1988, Die Hard came out, which is then will become. A Christmas favorite for everyone, mm-hmm. and I was. We were talking about this last night. Bruce Willis was the sixth choice, or maybe seventh, for John McClane. How do you know that when we're in the past? Look, I've got an inside <laughs> guy. I'm oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm twelve year old that he uh, writes letters to. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just here poking holes in the logic of your podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was supposed to originally be Commando Two, and then Schwarzenegger did the Running Man instead. And uh, then it went to uh, Stallone. He said no. And it went to Mel Gibson. He said no. And it went to Burt Reynolds. Yeah. He said no. So I can't imagine him climbing around in air ducts being like, hey, but if you if you (laughs) just if you take out because I mean, you know, if if it's like the butterfly effect thing where if it was Burt Reynolds, then that would affect all the other casting. But Uh if you just take out Bruce Willis and put Burt Reynolds into that is an fucking entertaining movie for a whole different reason totally i don't think there would have been five sequels though uh no probably not or else they would have been very direct to, mm-hmm. to video all right where what else is going on here we could have seen the accused we could have seen bat 21 both movies i would have loved in 1988 when i was a kid mystic pizza or tape heads. This has come up before. We could have seen tape heads. I think probably. Mr. Pizza's come up before, too. Yeah, probably. Um, but tape heads is a really good movie. And it's a great movie. We'll talk about tape heads later in this episode. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, too. we will. There's a connection. <laughs> see? See what we did there? Yeah. Dan probably. Gorman loves tape heads. I miss him. Uh, I miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you is so If awkward. he was here, he would have told you that he loved tape heads. Yeah. And then I'll tell you that we also could have seen feds. Oh. <laughs> oh. She's your favorite. I hate Mary Gross. God <laughs> damn terrible. it. Okay. So, well, we didn't see any of these things. And I don't even know how. Okay. So, we just watched, watched a movie called Tracks. Yeah. T R A X X. X. And on the cover, one of those X's is a little man. <laughs> but he's being arrested by the A. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the complex justice system within the alphabet. <laughs> That's so, a thing. Tracks. Tracks is a movie starring radio personality and Hollywood Square alumni. <laughs> Uh, Hollywood Square announcer. Announcer and fe- I don't think feature, he went to feature college. square. <laughs> that wasn't school. <laughs> uh, and current ho- uh, voice host. Uh, what do you call that? Announcer and uh, voice host. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Same word I just said. <laughs> uh, On uh, the Craig Ferguson show. Shadow Stevens, who rose to uh, popularity in the early or mid 70s as a disc jockey. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he's got that golden voice. He does have the voice. Didn't he say his name? Or wasn't he like, I'm Shadow? Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Don't break it. We're harmonizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. He yeah, would say yeah. his name real long. Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for putting a cap on that. <laughs> well, somebody had to finish it. Mm-hmm. People would have thought this was his whole thing. that He, <laughs> <laughs> he just said shadow and then tried to harmonize and then laughed for five minutes. This is great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Shadow Stevens. Uh, handsome and charming. Yeah. Uh, they're like, let's put this guy in a movie. Oh, but what kind of movie? <laughs> it's no, it, it's 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 a no-brainer type of situation. If yeah. you look at Shadow Stevens and you hear him talk and everything, everything about this guy, you go like, this guy should be in an action movie. Uh, yeah. It turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. And, like, and he can deliver the one-liners... Like you're supposed to, like like if you're just not if you're if you're not focused on the movie, like say you're looking next to the TV yeah. and not really listening, it all sounds right. It has the right cadence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, especially for kind of the late '80s, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Let me, let's just well, let's do a little. What, what would IMDb tell me that this movie is about? IMDb says Trax has battled his way through El Salvador, the Middle East, and Nicaragua. Splitting, splitting lead with, with two-handed good grace. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. He de- he so- decides to retire to. This is telling too much of the story. So he's this guy. He's a he's like. Wait a, cop. a minute. Story. Yeah. Uh, no, there's things that happen that I'd rather we talk about than yeah, the synopsis. All right. So it starts off, and he's like a cop in a small town. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. No, no. He's not even a cop. He's like First a sheriff. All, I'm sorry. What does splitting lead with two-handed good fortune mean? <laughs> I'm, ah. Is that a guy? Is that his buddy? This is uh, two-handed I'm good tracks fortune. And this is two-handed good fortune. <laughs> we split lead, fifty-fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We split all the lead we find. Um. Uh, yeah. No, he's not even a cop. What? He's just a guy who wanders around into towns. No, like in you- the beginning though. And the whole skateboard thing, and because the, there's the guy, it uh, starts on the pep on a pet shop, and yeah. the guy's got a monkey, and he's like, "I've got a monkey in here who's fucking terrified for his life." Yeah, yeah, I have this, I have that written down <laughs> that line. Um, I got a monkey here begging for his life. <laughs> That's the first line. First of the movie. line in the movie. <laughs> so I was like, "Strap the fuck in, we're doing this thing." <laughs> Super, and he's like a cop of some kind there, or like a sheriff. I suppose he is. Yeah, yeah. He's got a badge and shit, and other other guys are dressed up like him. I assume they're together. (laughs) (laughs) Not just a coincidence. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so right, so um, so so he's, uh, I guess he's some sort of a lawman. Yeah, and they're like, they're they're like, oh man, these guys are gonna shoot those monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 Shadow Stevens is like, well, this is crazy because he shot an old lady and a puppy. He says it weird like that. Buppet. <laughs> and then the other cops like, well, you know the the, the old lady that was just called blooded, but the puppy that was uh, inspired. Yeah, what did he mean what? by that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't have very much interest in him shooting that old lady, but when he shot that puppy, I was like, <laughs> this boy, oy, 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 oy. <laughs> uh, uh, unpleasant. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, a little coffee break there. <laughs> we never drink at the same time. It's a terrible idea. Or when we do, usually Dan Corman says something right. <laughs> to pick up the slack. Thanks a lot, Dan. Yeah. That silence was on you, buddy. Yeah. Um, so he he's just like, well, we can't just wait. He's going to kill monkeys and more puppies and stuff. We got to go get this guy. So he, see, he looks over and sees a skateboard and then kind of does like a uh-huh. <laughs> kind of winky smile at the camera. Yeah. And then gets the skateboard. Goes up behind a car, hooks his nightstick into the bumper, and then the car knows to drive all of a sudden. I don't yeah. know why. It's like, go! <laughs> and he rides the skateboard and jumps through the window. <laughs> I don't know why he needed to do all of this. He could just run up to the window. Yeah, like he needed a Rube Goldberg-esque plan in order to get into that thing. When he could have just run, taken a running jump at the window. Or gone right through the door. <laughs> yeah, that was open, too. <laughs> a very wide-open door. Yep. Probably fine. And he jumps in and just and he shoots some guys and yeah. then the guy who's gonna kill the monkey he throws his gun down and is like i quit yeah and then tracks throws him his gun and says like hell you do yeah. and shoots him with yeah. another gun which is awesome yeah, yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> and also i don't think strictly legal <laughs> i don't know he's a lawman you're right he they, they don't just hand those pants out <laughs> No, he earned those pants, but he's just like uh, the guys. The guys like I give up, and he's like, "Fuck that shit! Take this gun, bang!" It's not fair what he does. But anyway. well, the guy doesn't look sad to catch. He catches the gun, and he's like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah." Oh, the tables have turned. Yeah. Giving me that gun was your first mistake. <laughs> but then he, yeah, then he shoots him, and then tracks. And then he goes to war. Yeah, then no. First, he gets chewed out by his boss, like the chief. Right. He's like, you're out of your mind tracks. Yeah. You're a dying breed. Uh, he talks really weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's yeah. a very... Uh, th- this, actually, he was the first instance in this movie, and I've had these uh, little moments throughout the entire movie where I thought... I kept thinking it was a kid's movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. Because, like, it's this big, wacky... Oh, tracks! You really did it this time! <laughs> uh and then someone will call somebody either a motherfucker or a faggot, and you go like, oh, yeah, right. This <laughs> is this not a kid's movie? No. Yeah. Well, he gets yelled at by his boss and then walks out, and I guess it's over. And that's when you get the super sweet theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has his own song, which is always the high mark. You know you're going to see a good movie. If they've bothered to write a song about the lead character, then... It- where every where every line ends with his name yeah and it's things like if you fall in between the cracks you better call tracks, better call tracks. it almost reads like a jeff foxworthy <laughs> you might be a redneck bit <laughs> you might need tracks yeah. <laughs> my favorite one is the end one is like and if you're being harassed by maniacs <laughs> Better call tracks. Might as well call tracks. <laughs> better go get tracks for those you maniacs you might be a redneck <laughs> Yeah, and pretty good. Pretty so good then it song. cuts to it's 1985 El Salvador, and he's running around shooting people. So I guess he quit being a cop to just travel the world and murder. <laughs> yeah, I guess what happened was he murdered a a, a guy in a pet store, and his uh, the chief didn't like that. So he's like, "Fuck this! I'm going somewhere where I can freely murder everybody all the time." Because I even noticed, like they're they're in Nicaragua, I think, or or like it's a montage of all the places he was. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, they're they're in some downtown core or something like that, and he's trying to save his buddy or something, and then he looks in the mirror and there's bullets flying yeah. everywhere, and he looks in a in a store window, 
fixes his hair, winks and smiles on himself a little bit. I'm like, you fucking sociopath. This is a fucking war. There's like fucking horrible travesty going yep. on around you and you're like, I'm Shadow. <laughs> you I like when he comes up to like some drug lord's house or something like that in, uh, I, guess, I don't know where the hell, Nicaragua or El Salvador and, and the, all these guys have machine guns and, and he pops out and he's like, hey, hold on a second. And you guys seen a dog? Oh, oh, dude. Yeah, okay. And they all kind of stop and go, hmm, and lower their guns a bit. And he's like, it's got three black paws and one bite, and one white. Answers to the name Abdul. And then shoots them all. (laughs) Yeah, and I have this written down in my notes. Why did the terrorists let him do his missing dog bit? I know, and I don't understand the bit, though. Um, I think it's just him being charming. Like, I'm so cavalier about killing everybody <laughs> that I could just walk up to terrorists and do a fucking bit. <laughs> he goes like, and the terrorists are like, uh, he's like, hey, have you seen my dog? And the terrorists are like, okay, I'll bite. Uh, what's your dog look like? <laughs> That's not exactly what happens. What's but, his name? <laughs> but they're just standing around waiting for him to finish his bit. <laughs> Which I don't still don't understand. No, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Well, it kills all of them, and then oh, I like okay. So he run he runs into some hut, and and is like and walks in, and everyone looks up, and he's like hi, <laughs> and just has like a winning smile, and then shoots them all. Yeah, and then he looks at all the dead bodies, kind of looks at the camera, and goes, <laughs> and then turns around and runs out, but like in a most like <laughs> run, and there's a huge explosion right where he is. I'm like, did he just blow up? What happened here? Yeah, I wrote. I actually wrote. Like now, I watched this movie a couple of days ago. So, um, excuse me. So, like my my memory of things is spotty because I, I don't know if it was uh, clear yeah. when we were describing the plot, but there isn't one. No, uh, and you'll find out later, like you know how this movie is structured or not structured. Um, but yeah, all, like so this is sort of incongruous. It's like uh, there's the terrorist missing dog bit, and then yep. it just has explosion scene. Yeah. Well, that, so there's that explosion where he runs out of the hut, but then there's the scene when he's after the dog bit, when he's walking with his buddy, and he's like, I think I'm done with this. I'm going back home. Right. And while they're walking through like the woods, there's just explosions oh, going off that's next what it to is. them. That's what, that's what it was. Yeah. And they're just walking along talking about, and I think this is where he's talking about his cookie business. This is where cookies come up for the first time. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to go home. And he's like, what are you going to do when you go home? And he's like, you know, cookies. I'm going to get into cookies. And he's yeah. like, you're going to get fat. And he's like, no, silly, I'm going to bake them. And <laughs> uh, and let's try to dissect what that means. And then he says, "Cookies are the next big war." Yeah, well, well Which, I'm on board with that. Yeah, for sure. And so they're walking, and uh, and there's explosions going off all over the place around them, but they don't regard this at all. No. And he's then he's like, "Because I've had it, I've had it with this place." And then he goes, "Taxi." <laughs> in the middle of the woods and then they explode yeah they're, they both explode they both explode to the point where it's like okay i thought maybe we're just doing like a white fade to cut to the next scene but there's the full white out of the explosion of the where they're standing and, and then, then it dissipates and they're just gone <laughs> like that's the way they were like fuck we need a good line to go out on yeah uh, i got nothing what if they just exploded <laughs> Taxi! <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we cut to somewhere in Texas, and he is in the, the wacky cooking scene, where okay. we learn that he doesn't know how to cook uh, cookies. Right. Yeah, or crack an egg. 
Uh, yeah, can't, yeah. Can't open an egg to save his life, so he punches the egg. <laughs> yeah, he's frustrated with the egg. Now, I, I, I don't know. I, I just love the fact that he's like, I'm getting into cookies. I'm going to do a cookie thing. But he has no interest in cook. Like, I mean, he keeps making cookies throughout the movie. Yeah, and I, but I, making them out of like tuna. Well, this is this <laughs> is what dirt. it is. The whole cookie thing is just a vehicle so that people can make funny sounding cookies yeah. and make other people eat them. I don't know. This is <sighs> so he's okay. So he's failing at making the cookies, but he's listening to the radio, and there's a police chief saying, uh, "This town's a mess. We need a what you call a." town tamer yeah on the radio this is the strangest written uh dialogue yeah very very bizarre um so yeah the yeah this sheriff of some town or whatever is like we need a town tamer they're like you mean like a vigilante he's like no stupid a vigilante is just a guy with a chip on his shoulder a town tamer is uh, (laughs) yeah uh, is uh something i just made up (laughs) yeah that doesn't make any fucking sense. They're, yeah, because he's talking about cleaning up the town or something, and he's he's like, you know, there's a difference between garbage and trash or something. Yeah. Uh, garbage you dump, trash you kill. Right. I'm uh-huh. like, no. So trash. you're a trash killer, then he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, you're a trash killer. I'm a town tamer. Cookie tamer. What a world. <laughs> like, I was sure they were going to break into song. So... This then, so he decides he's going to be the town tamer and tame the town, yeah, and bake cookies. So yeah. he's running around town, which and they show downtown, and it's crazy. People are being thrown out of windows, and it's just total chaos in the streets. Every single citizen of this town is a deadbeat, low life criminal, yes, as far as I can understand. Everyone, yeah, and uh, the then there's a guy running down the street. What's this actor's name? William Pugh or something? Pugh. 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 Um, oh, oh, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> and he's being chased by some guys, but Track steps in and beats the guys up. And then, I guess, by way of doing that, owns this man now. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it should be said that this is 1988. Yes. And uh, um, and he is uh, uh, the character's name is Dieter mm-hmm. Dieter D E E T E R yep. and Dieter is a black man yep. who uh, who Shadow Steven saves and then keeps. owns yeah. <laughs> just he keeps him <laughs> like and it's there, there's no mention of slavery or no, or anything slightly but racist it's or anything really weird yeah he just goes well you're gonna come with me and do whatever I say now <laughs> yeah. He like chains him up in the car and stuff. Well, I get, I gotta go in the whorehouse and beat some people up. You, I gotta you stop just... in at the whorehouse for a second, and I don't trust you not to try to escape with your freedom. <laughs> Chain you up, in and the he car. wasn't even doing anything wrong. He was nope. being chased by people. Yeah, yeah, and Dieter's like, sure, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm cool with whatever. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm gonna chain you up in the car. <laughs> this is kind of a thing for me. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Oh, and he throws out he's got a the two guys that are chasing Dieter. Then Trax is like, "You've got three options: be good, yeah. be gone, or be dead." <laughs> and they draw their guns, and then they he shoots the guns out of their hands, and like, "We be gone!" Oh, it's. <laughs> Yeah, like I actually rewound that line a couple of times because the first time I thought they said, Oh, we be gone. 
But then I was like, no, that's not possible. This isn't a step and fetch it uh, a thing from like the fucking old timey days. Um, but yep, that's what they said. Yep. Like, and that in and of itself, also a little bit racist. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's when he saves Dieter, and then Dieter turns to him and goes like, hey, Trax, what it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> it's like, it's not the 70s. Like, no, it's no, the late it's like, 80s. It's 88. Like, they had some semblance of an idea of racial tolerance in the so. 80s. Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, so he keeps Dieter. <laughs> he goes, yep. into the, goes into the whorehouse. Uh, the whorehouse that's called Jerome's Stud Farm, by the right. way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Farm and studs. Yeah. That's what Jerome's into. Yeah. Um, and uh, he goes in, he opens up a door where a guy is trying to bang a hooker and uh, shoots the toilet a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And then... Think, you can see him like like think of the lion or something like that, but he goes, toilets are plugged. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Everybody get out here. Toilets are plugged. And he says it over yeah. and over. He does. He says like, it a couple of times so yeah. everybody can hear it. Did you guys hear my toilet line? Hey, guys, I shot. It's not plugged. No, I, like, I, I shot, shot it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that it was plugged when really I shot it. So you should all leave because everyone has to leave a hotel when one toilet's plugged. <laughs> yeah, because I'm shooting toilets. <laughs> Stay if you want, but I'm um, shooting toilets. And then he opens the door, and there's a bunch of kids. Uh, okay, yeah. Before that happens, though, there was a line that I found kind of gross, too. He enters the whorehouse, and somebody, like, there's some ADR line or something about, like, are these whores clean or something? <laughs> and the guy goes, hey, we put all our whores through a car wash. <laughs> Yeah, every morning or something like yeah, that. Car yeah. wash every morning for the horse. Yeah, and I'm like, was that cl- is that clever or <laughs> do you? Is that effective? Yeah, I exactly. Don't, I, don't think so. I might want to open a whorehouse one day. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so what it is is he's he's running around the whorehouse just randomly. I don't even know who he needs to see in the whorehouse. No, no, he's uh, just taking out the trash. Oh, oh, oh yeah, wait, so sorry, that, you take garbage out. He's there to kill the trash. Yeah, yeah, he's not there to dump the garbage. No, he's, he's there to, to take out the trash and tame the cookies. So what he does? <laughs> so what he does? He's just randomly opening windows or opening doors and just like fucking going, get out of this whorehouse, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Burt Reynolds should have been in this movie. Fuck yeah. Um, uh-uh. And then he opens one of the doors, and it's a daycare. Yeah. And he's like, he's opening doors and randomly shooting. He opens one door, and it's all these kids and this teacher who are like, what? And everybody starts laughing. Yeah. The kids and tracks and the teacher are all like, he almost <laughs> shot a bunch of children. Uh, do you guys hear my toilet line? <laughs> I could say it again. <laughs> You guys caught it? Okay. Did you did you think it was funny? Yeah. Okay, anyway, I got to I'm Shadow! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so, um, then a guy runs and grabs one of the kids, and he's like, I'm going to shoot this kid. And Trax is like, nope. Yeah. I don't know, he says something stupid. And yeah. then he shoots the guy in the belt buckle. Several times. Several times. That's again where it's like, is this a kids movie? Because yeah. it's like, pa-ting, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, like it's it's making old timey old west gunshot noises. Yeah. Um, and, and he's shooting him in the belt buckle, which isn't penetrating the belt buckle. It's just forcing the guy far uh, farther and farther back towards the window. Yeah, and he finally shoots him, and and like he, he falls out the window. Yeah, like a old west goofy. Yeah, 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 like some wacky Don Knotts kind of deal. <laughs> totally. Um, uh, and. Yeah, I don't know. And that's when he meets the other guy, and he's like, 
I'm, are you a cop? Worse, you know, and they, and that guy runs outside, and mm-hmm. then he goes back to his car, and he takes the guy's gun away because he's like, oh, you're making me crazy. Let's really show you how to use your gun. And Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's sitting in the car, and then he takes yeah. the, the guy's gun. Oh, yeah. yeah, fuck it, whatever. So anyway, so... That seems so, on YouTube. <laughs> uh, so basically, this is just going to sound like, oh, and then this happened, yeah, oh, and then this happened. that's all which, that happens from this point on. Yeah, like, th- this isn't a movie that has an actual um, plot where... Like that's all interconnected, and in fact, there's a bad guy played there by is. Robert. Is it Davi? Davi, yeah. Davi, and this, yeah, he comes in right after this. Is also a thing here, right? I didn't understand. So it cuts to a blind guy walking out onto the street, and then a limo drives past him, and the blind guy has a heart attack. Yeah, and drops dead on the ground. Yeah, and then just that's. The, but they don't go back to that for anything. No, I don't know what that. Maybe what? Robert Davi is so evil that he makes that, blind people die. that he just his presence makes blind people die, <laughs> which I think is a thing. Blind people are much more susceptible to evil. It's true. With all your senses, their, right? their senses are all heightened, so their sense of evil is off the fucking charts. All right. Well, now we're so. Sense. So Robert Davi is a like uh, I like Robert Davi a lot. Oh, he's fucking he's great, great in everything. Yeah. Fucking Goonies, everything. Totally. Um, he uh, he's the head of the mob or a mob. A mob. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like literally, he's I, the bat. I, I have like no notes beyond this point because I just couldn't take notes. I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> um, I just I have a bunch of stupid shit that happened. I had things my I texted are. to you while we were watching it. Yes, yeah, so I remember that. <laughs> that's 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 my the extent of my notes really. Um, um, now before or, or right after this, so Robert David just shows up to um, so that you know that he's the bad guy right. and that he's evil. Yeah. Um, although, and he's got like a like a like a boardroom of criminals that he goes and has meetings with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he's an evil businessman. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I don't know what his purpose is. I'm pretty sure he had one, but I don't know what yeah. it was. And it's basically his involvement with tracks is no more than he's another scumbag from yeah. from this town yeah. which is like everybody tracks is cleaning up the streets which is now he doesn't have as many pimps out there right yeah right um so then the next scene after robert davi is is um uh, set up as the bad guy yeah. is there um in a junkyard or something um because like it's him and and his new uh <laughs> forced friend beater um and he's like trying to make him eat a oh, tuna right. cookie yeah he's making them all the weird cookies and he's like eat these cookies and Dieter, and they're disgusting they're yeah. like there, there's one that's he's like tuna cookie and they're like well that's not gonna be very good and he's like this one is he gives it to somebody else later he goes this one is cough drop and laxative flavored yeah. and i'm like look if you're gonna be serious about making cookies stop fucking around with joke flavors <laughs> Like, if you're making hilarious cookies, that's one thing. But if you're serious about making cookies, stop fucking around. And I was confused. Are these, do, do these cookies have cough syrup and laxatives in them, or do they just taste just like the that? It's just flavor. <laughs> they won't make you shit or your cough go away. You're just like, just, this taste. I just wanted to eat something that tastes like I can't shit. Yeah. <laughs> what is the taste of not shitting? Uh, I think you should dry my cookie. <laughs> All will be revealed. <laughs> very, very weird. 
Um, so that scene happens basically <clears throat> as a vehicle again for funny cookie names, <laughs> <laughs> which is what happens. And then I, I just have to say I love this movie. <laughs> it, I started watching it again because I had to. I just couldn't think about this movie i didn't know what to do or how to talk about it so i started watching it a second time and i'm like i love this yeah it's so fucked i will definitely watch this movie oh again. absolutely i get we have that download of it now so hopefully we can uh put it under the youtube program. yeah because yeah, you, you people, have to see it people to do it. need to see this it's it's really entertaining the whole way through oh, yeah. um it's just like from here i know basically it's just scenes of him quote unquote cleaning up the town yeah like does he go to the um, Go to the strip joint around now. Well, first, um, he has a run-in. I think. Th- I think this is where he has a run-in with either Robert Davi or with one of his henchmen or something. Sure. His henchmen who show up later are those yokels, the um, the the white trash redneck guys who sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they? I thought they were Mexican. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It was unclear to me. Maybe well, they were singing Guantanamera or something, weren't they? I don't oh know. yeah, I don't they know. were. That makes the Mexican. That doesn't exactly. make them. No. You're the fucking they racist. They are here. like, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. I didn't I, try and keep one of them. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's true. <laughs> you're less racist than Shadow Stevens. Yeah. Um, yeah, they come up later. Going okay. Going by my text messaging to you. All right. <laughs> I think we got the strip club scene. Okay. Where he goes into up. a strip club, which is a legal thing. Um, a strip club. Actually, just before the strip club. Yeah, totally legal. Yeah. But just before the strip club, that that's where we're introduced to the two. Uh, um, they're they're essentially henchmen. I think they're cousins yeah. or okay. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they're they're at the border between Mexico. Yeah, this right. does lend to them being Mexican. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> They're at the border, and the border guard comes out and goes, uh, uh, like, I guess they're going from Mexico to the States. Yeah. And, and the, the border guard's like, come on in. Enjoy the States. Please. Yeah. Come on. Like, right this way. But then they, uh, he calls, one of them calls him an ass-kissing faggot gondolier. <laughs> And if anybody listening to this podcast can tell me what that means, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so that so they, that sets up the two henchmen. Is that where the guy yells, eat your wawa? Yeah, yeah, because the border guard, they blow him up or something. They yeah, Oh, yeah. they hand him some dynamite. That's oh, right, 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 right. And he takes the dynamite, and he's like, what? And then he literally goes, eat your wawa, <laughs> and then explodes. It's a classic picture. Yeah. Yep. All right. So now I think. Now, oh no, no. Just before he goes to the uh, um, to the strip club, he's we're introduced to the scene by him riding around on the hood of a of a pickup truck that's oh, being right. driven being driven by Dieter. Yep. Um, and he has a machine gun. Yeah. And he's just blowing everybody away. <laughs> like he's there to clean up the town. Yeah. Does that involve killing literally everybody? Yeah. I don't know how many towns you tamed. Apparently none. (laughs) Like, to be fair, I've never tamed a town. Well, this is the first step. Um, Right around the hood of a car, driven by a man that you've stolen. (laughs) Yeah, you steal a dude and a truck. (laughs) He gaze off a machine gun. But he's just shooting everybody. Everybody. How is he the hero of this movie? He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, absolutely. Um and then yeah so is this where then he goes to the strip club yeah yeah I think they end up at the strip club and he just uh, he just tells everyone to leave right yeah because strip club again coming back to the point the strip clubs are entirely legal yeah 
Um, they're just, it's a question of morality for him. Right. So he's basically dispensing justice. Yeah. Um, according to his own sense of morality. Right. And he is made uncomfortable by naked ladies, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, so so basically, he tells everyone to get out. There yeah. must be some shooting or something. I in guess the, so. I think he just shoots a gun in the air. Yeah. I did kind of like this scene because. Oh, this is you, genuinely funny. I, I, Shadow Stevens is not without his charm. Like he says weird things in this movie, but I mean, there's a reason they put him in it because he's got kind of a way about him. Yeah, confidence or something like that, and it works in this scene. Now I don't. I still, I don't know why how, how this all comes together. But that's when the one where he's throwing everyone out. But he's he's politely. Sending everyone off. Yeah, like everybody lines up to leave. And he shakes everyone's hand. It's yeah. like, okay, take care, get out of here. And if I see you again, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> and it's delivered genuinely great. Yeah. Like he says that to everybody. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Uh, see you again. Here, I'll kill you. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, <laughs> at one point, oh, what is it? He says something so great. Uh, oh, I can't fucking remember. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? All right. Take care. Have a good night. Come back and you're dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That's what he says. He keeps saying that. And he goes, um, he goes, uh, thanks for coming. Come back anytime and I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's genuinely good. Pretty good. I enjoyed that scene. Yeah. Um, where are we there? Uh, so then um, uh, now now we're at uh, uh, the point. So so basically at this point, him him clearing out that strip club, yeah. the whole town gets the idea that he's not fucking around. Right. And that they better clean up their fucking town. Right. So what we have yes. right now is a wonderful montage mm-hmm. of people cleaning up the town, like literally with, you know, mop and bucket cleaning up the town. <laughs> and that is intercut with um, tracks and Dieter. Yeah. Um, and there's like a you know fun '80s pop song. Yeah, thing. yeah, fun uh, fun cleaning montage yeah. song, and it's intercut with uh, with footage of Trax and Dieter down by the riverside at dusk, <laughs> doing a little dance together, a synchronized dance. a synchronized choreographed dance <laughs> together. <laughs> now this was sort of a trope in the '80s. This is the thing that they yeah, did, yeah, isn't yeah. It? But here it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it that makes no sense. Why would they? Who thought up the dance and taught it to the other guy? Yeah, yeah, like, 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 did they just have some extra time one night? Well, everybody seems to be cleaning up. I, yeah. we don't really have anything I to do. I don't have any wacky cookies to feed you right now. <laughs> yeah, you do you want to uh, choreograph a dance? Do you want to learn a dance? <laughs> we could just do it. <laughs> like, like, go out back by the riverside. It's dusk. We're in the fucking magic hour right now, so it's gonna look beautiful. <laughs> Let's just let's do it. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't we do that? You know what? I've never done. <laughs> it's that type of thing. <laughs> that is the weirdest. <laughs> but again, <clears throat> not without its charm. Nope. Um, so they dance. Yeah, then, as everyone cleans up the town, and then while okay, so then we keep on going to these press conferences. With uh, Priscilla yeah. Barnes, she's the mayor. Sure, yeah, <laughs> okay, and uh, and I guess and the pol- police chief or whatever the guy was who was like who was telling people what a town tamer is. Yeah, <clears throat> and they're talking about the crime or whatever. Now I was kind, of, I didn't really follow what they were saying at all. I had no idea because in this press conference, which is like on the news and stuff like that, the, this guy who's supposed to be the police chief is like, ah, this is all bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like on board with tracks, killing everybody in his town yeah. right away. Totally. He doesn't give a fuck. He's no, no. like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> he says bullshit like five a times. A million times. 
Uh, welcome to this bullshit press conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, for and Priscilla Barnes, uh, she's from Three's Company. If you don't know, uh, she replaced Chrissy. Yeah, and she was also uh, she the Three Nipple Lady in um, Mallrats. Right. Yep. Um, I had a big crush on her when I was a kid. Oh, good lord! Everybody yeah, did. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I so, had a bigger crush on her than Suzanne Somers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she's the mayor, and she somehow gets a uh, meeting set up with tracks. I guess I don't know how. Well, because she talks to the because she talks to the police chief, and she's right. like, "This this tracks is a loose cannon. I don't like him around my town." And then the police chief's like, "Fuck it, you know, he's killing everybody, and he's getting results. So yeah. I like him." Yeah. And then she's like, "I want to meet with him right away." Yeah, and which is <laughs> easy to do. And then so now this scene. <laughs> oh very, man. <clears throat> so she wants to go meet Trax, yeah. and she walks into this room where he is. Yeah. He's sitting in a chair, and she says, so you're him. And he looks at her and goes, well, not him, and like references God. Yeah. <laughs> like he points up. Points oh, well, up. I'm not. And she, and I guess she was like, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I, I totally thought. thought but, you were almighty God. Yeah, but you're just, <laughs> no, just, no, uh, you're just Shadow Stevens. You're just a blonde guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, God or not. No. <clears throat> she doesn't care. No. She she's, wants one she's thing. One thing only. You might say answers. No. No. Justice. No. Nuh-uh. No. Uh, sweaty cock. Yeah, dirty That's cock. <laughs> <laughs> dirty Shadow Stevens cock. Yeah, she'll have one, please. <laughs> so, is she just like she turns into a maniac? A She's just there. She like, doesn't ask him anything. Not even his name. No. Yeah, she's just like immediately like she's like I've been the mayor for three years. Did you know mayors can't fuck? And I but, haven't fucked in three but years. But she's all like wacky horny. She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's having like a horniness seizure, like all over the desk, just rubbing up and down on her shit, and just being all like, "You have got to fuck me now because I am the mayor, and mayor got get fucked." So. That's <laughs> what so she does. Yep. So yeah, he does his. Does he fuck her? Duty and oh, for sure. Because they f- flip over the desk, and then all of their clothes start shooting up oh, in the air. Right, 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 you know, right, right. When you fuck the mayor. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right. Well, that wasn't how Rob and I did it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was much more frenetic and crack adult. Oh, good God. So yeah, so he bangs the mayor. Yeah, I have written down. The only thing I have written down for this scene uh, in my notes is, oh my gosh, she's awfully horny. <laughs> so she gets that done. Yep. Um, then see. we're back. Then we're back at their little camp. I guess it's oh. more so their little camp than sure. it is like a yeah. They're like camping junkyard. out like fucking vagabonds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which idea. makes me wonder, like, could he not have gotten a hotel room <laughs> or like he's like, I'm here to tame your town. Oh, you can stay at my place. No, do you guys have like a filthy junkyard? Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm cool Why to stay there. Why would you just do like, this, like, like with Clint Eastwood movies and when the, when the stranger would come into town and they'd be like, yeah, clean up our town. He'd kick some of the bad guys out of their like whorehouse mm-hmm. and then live there. 
Right, he'd to, set up like his base a, of operations. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what's wrong with that. Anyway, he lives in a junkyard with a man he stole. That <laughs> 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 he teaches dances to. <laughs> Which, to be fair, <laughs> I mean... Him terrible cookies. I've seen a lot of movies about slavery, <laughs> yeah. and at no point did the slave owner ever teach the slaves to dance. Yeah, I know. Oh, Wait a minute. In the, that's in the extended cut of uh, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, okay. Actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, there might have been a scene like that in <laughs> 12 was. Years a Slave. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Apparently, this is what you do. <laughs> When you force somebody into indentured servitude. Mm. <clears throat> so now, uh, I'm not sure what happens in the next scene, but the uh, a thing that comes up here shortly is maybe the weirdest thing that happens <laughs> in, in maybe any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so Robert Davi, the mob boss, is in bed with his, I don't know, girlfriend, wife, something, or just a girl. Who knows? Yeah, just some girl. I and think. he's doing bicep curls with weights mm -hmm. while she's, I don't know, what, what is she doing? She's... Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, but it's all... I think she's watching TV it's or in, something. It's in, no, they're getting ready to fuck, but he's like, they're, this is like the process for him to get a boner. Is like, he's got to oh, work right, out right, right. and feel sexy and she says weird stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like not working or it's starting to or something like that. At which point, Trax drives through the window on a motorcycle yeah. and, into the room and mm -hmm. they're all like, what the? And then he... And then he, <laughs> and then he, and then he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes up, 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 and and Robert Davi's boner starts to and grow. <laughs> I like it is a up. fucking. This is a meter stick sized boner. <laughs> Look, why can he control his? <laughs> he can control the bad guy's cock. <laughs> And not only can he, totally does. That is his first move. He's like, oh shit, this guy's naked. Hey, up, up. And Robert Dobby's like, what is that? Oh. And he's just got this massive and weirdly, like, I'm pretty sure it is a meter stick under the covers because it's oddly shaped and... and, and it just starts poking out. Did no one question, like... Robert Davi's been in so many movies. Shadow Stevens is just coming from a game show to like to come in and film a scene. Like, okay, so this is the scene where you're going to talk to his dick and give him a boner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, why? <laughs> why can my character do that? Are you going to set that up at the beginning that <laughs> my character do this can to do other that? people? Uh, uh, yeah, you're a town tamer, you're a dick charmer. <laughs> a cock whisperer. <laughs> I don't help people with cock problems. I help cocks with people problems. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a cock charmer. And it's a, it's apropos of nothing. It just happens because <laughs> because they thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> Which I'll give it to uh, pretty good. Yeah, no, that's one of the best things I've ever seen in a movie. Mm. Pretty good. So then at this point, like the wheels are just off. I don't know how to process anything that happens. But there's still things keep happening that I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> we we meet back in or we check back in with those two henchmen I was talking about, the two cousins, yeah. and they've taken. Um, the uh, their evil, evil accountant. accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, yeah, they've taken that like Robert Davi's accountant hostage for some reason. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they're making him sing songs in the car. Yeah, and they're making him sing Old MacDonald because they're singing Old MacDonald Had a Farm, and they're making him go E I E I O, and they're making no, him he, make, he has the, to noises. make the noises, the right. animal noises, like yeah. a moo moo here. They go and uh, and he's like moo moo, and they go here, yeah, moo moo there, and then they try and trick him because I got a gun in his face, and they're like. Old McDonald had a farm with an ocelot here, and he's like... <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't know what an ocelot sounds like. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, what happened? <laughs> and, then they're, and then they're just like, ah, we got you, uh, I, gotcha. I guess. We're going to murder you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, and they're coming into town. They've been hired by... Robert Davi's going to bring them in to just kill tracks. Yeah. Because he can't do it. And then... I don't even for some fucking, reason I don't know and then eventually so Trax and, and Dieter are hanging out at the junkyard yeah and Robert Davi shows up in his car mm-hmm. and like trying to strike a deal with them or something like that yeah like Robert Davi's like this is my time I guess he's doing that whole thing yeah, like this yeah, is yeah. my time why don't you just get out yeah. and, and I won't kill you kind yeah. of thing <sighs> and then and then oh <laughs> Oh, I just made the connection because uh, this is when Shadow Stevens is like, "Oh no, you know, I'm not the I'm not the town tamer. I'm the cookie guy. I make right. cookies. Yeah, Here, yeah. try my cookies." And he gives him all the cookies. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't make this connection. So he's giving him the cookies, including, I assume, the cough drop laxative cookie. Oh, yeah. I what do you think about this that? All works out, but yeah. still. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not excusing what happens next. I'm just I'm putting two and two together. So Robert Davi eats the cookies and. And then he gets and he's like, these are terrible. And he gets in his car and yeah. he's like, yeah, cookies, huh? Uh, you know what I, I'll, you know what I think of your cookies? I'll tell you what I think of your cookies. And then he farts. He farts for, forever. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh man. <laughs> and then he goes to light a cigarette and he explodes. He fucking explodes. His and whole car dead. explodes. Yeah, whole because car. he farted so much. <laughs> In his car that it filled the car with gas and yeah. the fucking engine exploded. This is not the end of the movie. No. We are three quarters of the way in and the bad guy has just been killed by his own fart. Yeah, he just <laughs> farted himself to death. It's, it's again, and I say this time and time a fucking again on this podcast, it's like it was directed by children. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, oh no, you can't kill the bad guy. He's going to fart and then he explodes. <laughs> yeah, but you can't do that halfway through the movie. Fart and explode. <laughs> Like, all right. all right, he's the director. <laughs> he does know best. The director's cranky. <clears throat> so now you're just left with the guys who sing the songs are coming for him. Yeah, the two cousins now are the bad guys, I guess. <laughs> right, I guess, sure. <laughs> um, but they're not necessarily, are they even aware of tracks? Or are they just know. driving into the town? Well, they eventually drive into town and they tie a, 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 a little league team to their car. Yeah, at, and it's mentioned before... It's mentioned that they've killed, that these two have killed a Little League team before. Yeah. Like, this is their preferred method of, like, like they, they just kill Little League teams? I guess. And why is that not dark and horrible? Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Then there's the final showdown with tracks in them. Yeah, what they do. And actually, t- to their credit, I thought this was kind of clever. Like you said, they... they tie the the members of the little league team so there's these kids yeah. they tie them all around their car like on the outside of their car so that um tracks can't shoot at them because if yeah. he shoots at them he's going to hit the kids too right. and i'm like 
All right, there's something about that that I kind of yeah, like. yeah. That's something trauma ask about that. Yeah, all right. Um, Except in trauma, their heads would fucking explode. Yeah. So there is a bit of shootout, and Dieter gets shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and uh, Trax comes over and he's like, "Oh man, Dieter's been shot. Uh, it looks like he's bleeding." <laughs> and they're like, "Yep." And he's like, "How much? Uh, how much?" Uh... <laughs> Like he's fully setting himself up. Yeah, here. He is. He's smirking while he says it. It's like, how much? Uh, how much blood would you say you lost there? And the guy's like, I don't know. I guess about a liter. And he's like, Whoa, well, Dieter lost a liter. He's like, what is going on here? Why was this written in here? And why? And like, you- he's fully like, Hey, set me up for a joke. <laughs> well, I don't really know what the joke is. Uh, uh say a specific. <laughs> measurement of of liquid uh say okay so uh how much did he lose oh about a quart no 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 no, no not a quart not a quart uh i don't know a, a cup? cup full no 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 no, 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 no. Just, how much did he lose uh later hmm. really good yeah i'm Dieter glad you said that because i was gonna have to shoot him in the junkyard myself <laughs> and wait for him to bleed a liter of blood to use my Dieter lost a liter line i've, I've so had this, this is very line. convenient yeah i've had this line for most of the movie now <laughs> I'm so glad he died. <laughs> Makes it all worthwhile. What, did they name him Dieter just so that line would work in the movie? Uh, work. Uh, that line would be in the movie. Yeah, it, it is in the movie. It's there. Um, um, I, I don't remember how this movie ends. Um, I think it just ends. Um, he's not like Dieter doesn't actually die. He's just right. like he's um just loses a liter of yeah. Dieter. He loses a liter of Dieter blood. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it within that whole melee, they shoot the two cousins. Right, they're sort of the final bad guy they by are. like um <laughs> by by the fact that there's nobody else. No, no, the other but, bad guy farted to death. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess he kills them and it's over. There's some kind of shootout, like a old Westy kind of thing, isn't there? And then, yeah. Oh, then there's a. Oh, then okay. The end is he. He now works at the fair making disgusting cookies. Oh really? Yeah, it's like it's at a fair, and he's him and Dieter are cooking disgusting cookies, and everyone's like, "Give me more!" And then famous Amos shows up, and he just like eats them, and then he barfs. Then, what? <laughs> you didn't see that part? I don't remember yeah, that Yeah, Famous Amos shows up at the end of the movie, eats one of their cookies, and barfs in the alley, and then it's just like this long shot of a camera on a Ferris wheel over and over like, woo, look what we did. We put a camera on a Ferris, <laughs> Ferris wheel. wheel. Let's let it roll I remember that around. shot. Yeah. I remember the Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Mike. Oh, no, because we have the same, yeah, same copy. One. Yeah. Uh, maybe I nodded off <laughs> the last five minutes. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, he, but he's like goes off to bang the mare again. Yeah, right. Because she's snoring. Like, yeah. Um, all right. Very good. Yep. So that well, Greg, what yeah. did you learn? From what that did movie? I? Uh, well, I learned that farting can be dangerous. Oh man. I learned with enough charm you can make, give anyone a boner. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. That's that's all there is. So I mean, I learned also that if you fall between the cracks. Call for tracks. What about if you find yourself harassed by maniacs? Oh yeah, then you gotta get tracks. Okay, <laughs> good. So, good enough. yeah, those are things. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I feel violated. I, it's, I'm very confused. Uh, let's listen to an album or yeah. talk about an album that we listened to. Yeah. 1988 was the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. That <laughs> was the uh, year of. Music albums to happen to you. Um, Fishbone. Yeah. Um, L.A. P- 
punk, funk, ska, all kinds of everything. Uh, Hip hop. <laughs> right. Oh man, that makes me mad. Yeah. Just because they're black yeah. doesn't mean they're rapping. Yeah, you know? like that. That's that's one of the things that you you always see um, when Fishbone is described because mm-hmm. they are they are way too many. Um, musical styles yeah. all in one and yet it all hangs together so fucking perfect yeah, yeah but yeah that's one thing that everyone's oh they're you know hip-hop tinged no they're fucking not no never have been no and it always driven me crazy and it pops up over and over again i've seen it on wikipedia and that's maybe even way back when when you didn't have the wikipedia or the internet the you know reading magazines if they were described in you know an article or something rap would be in there i'm like yeah. god you just you're just oh the worst <laughs> there's not even anything rappy about them. no no um, so anyway, uh-huh. what uh, uh, what we've listened to is their 1988 release, Truth and Soul. Mm-hmm. Fishbone's Truth and Soul, which is definitely one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. It, uh, is it was my first Fishbone album. Uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, I got into him a little late. I didn't catch it right when it was happening in 88. Um, but I got, I got it in high school, and I just lost my mind. And it was such a great diversion to, or a, like a... Like a a counter reaction to everything being so dark and grungy mm-hmm. that going on. And then there was this bright music that was about the worst things, you know? Yeah. Like it was, it, it very much followed. Like there was a lot of, um, a lot of extremely socially conscious lyrics yeah. on this album, but, um, you know, a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, songs about civil rights and, yeah. and which in the eighties, obviously, uh, were imperfect or else shadow Stevens never would have owned a black man. <laughs> But uh, but it, oh, this album is the perfect mix of everything. Yeah, like it has that social conscience. It doesn't get weighted down by its message, but its message is so clear and poignant. Oh yeah. Um, in songs like Ghetto Soundwave, which again is one of my favorite songs of mm-hmm. all time. Uh, and then there's there's a lot of fun on the album too. Oh, for sure. There's Bonin in the Boneyard, right. you know, which is crazy and great. Um, well, that's kind of the only like really wacky out there one because even though the popular songs like mom pa is a pretty dark it's, it's song, a dark song about... but there are also songs like me and my friends which, sure okay yeah yeah, yeah. um which if you want to uh, i've said this uh, a couple of times before because this song it just makes me so happy <laughs> um this is the song in a late 80s movie at the very end a movie like the dream team or the couch trip or big business or something like that where everything is worked out and everybody's happy and they're just slowly like it's a helicopter shot panning away from the golden gate bridge and this is the song that plays absolutely it's just this kind of like metal guitar but like super positive me and my friends we're going mighty long yeah 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 (laughs) I did not like this song initially I hated it. It when took it, forever, and it was just like through mass listenings because you know I had this on cassette. So yeah. you know, usually you listen to the whole fucking thing over and over. I break my ass like a windowsill. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> no clue. But he does it. Um, yeah, this is you know this is a moment where the band started to take a real step in a, in a in a direction. Like they wanted to break through into mainstream uh, radio and and television, and we're trying to put a little more of a serious angle to their music Mm -hmm. because the previous full-length album their first full-length in your face had all of these themes of of racism and uh the the destruction of the family unit 
uh, and poverty in them, but it was a much more playful, wacky album, and the image of the band was much more playful and wacky. Mm-hmm. So this was particularly led by guitar player Kendall Ray Jones's desire to make it a more serious thing because he didn't want to be viewed as a clown. Yeah, he had a real problem with that. Yeah, well, he's you know he's an absolute genius, and like most geniuses, he's totally got problems. Yeah. <laughs> but at this point, it's just working very well for the band. He's a fan fantastic guitar player oh my god yeah just, the guitar on this album is like some of the riffs are some of my favorite riffs mm-hmm. uh like ever uh like again like it's the guitar in in ghetto Soundwave, and yeah. also i mean um uh angelo moore's fucking beautiful like yeah. crazy uh, i can't even just des- you can't describe he's got one of those singing voices that just, you can't describe it yeah. you just have to hear it and just be fucking blown away by oh it. yeah um uh, so yeah, so the, uh, sorry, you were making a point. No, I was just uh, what a, uh, I think Kendall. Uh, two guys in this band are um, uh, upsettingly uh, disregarded or not hailed enough uh, uh, for their talent with their instrument. Um, Talking about Dirty Walt. Uh, no, Dirty Walt's a great trumpet player, but uh, um, or not Dirty Walt. Um, fucking. Uh, um, uh, Norwood, John Norwood yeah, Fisher. Nor- uh, I fucking I get them mixed up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, John Norwood Fisher is easily one of the greatest bass players to ever pick up the instrument. Yeah. The man is just born to play bass. And I've seen Fishbone live uh, nine or ten times, and I'm always fascinated by watching him handle the thing. The thing it's it, like it's part of him. It's fucked. It's it's frustrating to watch as a guitarist. Um, I'm a better guitarist than I'm a bass player. I'm a pretty shitty bass player. But uh, to watch somebody play bass and like to do the things that he's doing with the look on his face, like um, <laughs> like he's brushing his teeth, like yeah, he's yeah. doing all these crazy intricate things. He's perfectly on time all the time. It's just like, yeah, I'm just playing bass. Yep, it's fucking. <laughs> it's amazing to watch. Seeing like if you haven't seen Fishbone live, you're doing yourself a disservice. Absolutely. Even these days, like it's been personnel change after personnel change. Yeah. The lineup right now is really good. Very good. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, the the uh, the audience is back for them. I think the documentary that came out yeah a year and a half ago or whatever really helped them because it was getting it was pretty sad for a while there when the lineup first started changing when you lost uh, Chris Dowd mm-hmm. and Kendall Ray Jones and Fish Fisher, there was a, a big gaps in the band. And I mean, there was, they were a band that, you know, when kind of did get swallowed up by grunge, you know, they were cast aside. They were like, this is what's going on with rock. Nope. This is what's happening with rock. So bands like Fishbone and Living Color and a whole bunch of other bands were just like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I know you were right on the cusp, but we're done with you now. The funny thing is they were sort of part of a triumvirate of bands, um, that that sort of hung out and played a lot of gigs yep. together. Uh, those bands were Fishbone, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Jane's Addiction. Yeah, um, and everybody from the Chili Peppers and Jane's Addiction were like, "Oh, they're the band. Yeah. They're the good band. Yeah. We're we're doing cool stuff. They are the fucking real deal, legitimate band. Yeah, and they're the ones out of those three that yeah didn't have the success. Just got cast aside. But, you know, they, it was also like it was. It's the mid eighties, and you know, you the, the there there was a problem with trying to put black rock musicians on TV or market them in a way because it was too scary. Like, like these black guys with mohawks and jumping around and shit. Like it, middle class white America wasn't ready for it. Yeah. You know, it's it too much, but it was a different time. So very unfortunate. But Kendall Ray Jones is another guy. I think he's, he was the, uh, the band leader uh, mm-hmm. at this time. Uh, and such a wonderful guitar player with so many different ideas about how to handle that instrument coming out of it. I, I, a song like One Day... 
I really look at is it was such a fantastic lead line that plays around with the uh, with I don't know notions of like a kind of a bright positivity, but it's got this creepiness to it too. And then this guitar solo flies out the middle of that song that's so schizophrenic. Mm. It's all so all over the map, but so expertly played. It's so it isn't just wankery. Like there's a, oh, a design no, and idea to it that's so I don't know. Fuck, no one no one plays like that. No it's one not ill thought out. like that. Yeah, like it, it's it's perfectly thought out. Like yeah. it's a perfectly thought out solo, but. Um, uh, or it comes across as one. If it wasn't, it's that the man's even more fucking brilliant than I thought. Yeah. Um, but it it it's so live. The thing about this album for me, um, and not to get all like mm, solemn and serious about race and everything <laughs> like that, but this is one of those albums for me that that was like the perfect convergence of. Um, of a social message that growing up in a really small, really white town, <laughs> um, I was vaguely aware of racial discontent, but right. not, not you know, like on a personal level or, or I hadn't really seen it until I moved to the city kind of thing. And so hearing an album like this, um, it, it perfectly... Um, encapsulates, like, it, it, it's the perfect, like, this, this is what's wrong with... Um, with North American culture mm-hmm. as it relates to black people. This is what North American culture does to black people. Um, and this is the way we need to get out of that. Yeah. Um, this is the way we need to sort of like, and, and it's done with such positivity. Like, it's not like just this blind rage or anything. No, it's just no. like, look, there needs to be a social change. It's going to be slow, but this is the blueprint for how to do it. Yeah. And it was the first time um, that that really that I was just really like, oh, okay, so that's what's happening yeah. when people are subjugated in in society. And it's it like this album did so many different things for me. Oh yeah, well, just like how the album progresses too. Like you have a song like uh, uh, "Slow Bus Moving." Yeah. Well, that's Near that's one end, of the major is, ones for it, me, and it's intense. It's fucking angry. It's sort of cheeky and fun. It's fun, too, it's but fun. it's talking about really fucked up things, and it's it talks uh, about the civil rights movement of black people throughout, uh, uh, you know, like yeah. uh, the the late sixties, yeah. The 70s. And it's super intense, but it's a sort of playful t- song. But it's got you know outrageous lyrics, and then so something that has that much uh, fire and venom in it is followed uh, almost immediately by change. Uh, the, the, the album Closer yeah. is this, so this album that's been all the, over the place and addressing issues and, and anger and fun ends on this super positive note. One of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. The, the stunning playing. It's beautifully recorded. Um, the acoustic guitar in that song just sounds, well, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, it's it's so beautiful. It's um, uh, it sounds like a twelve string. Yeah, I've always assumed so. Um, I, th- I think it is, or it could just be the way it's produced. Because when I play it on, like I play that song all the time, because yeah. it's just a beautiful song. It's a great yeah. song to play. Um, it almost sounds too full with a with a twelve string. I don't know. Sure. Anyway, the yeah, fucking doesn't matter. But yeah, it is. It's player, so. such a beautiful song. <clears throat> but yeah, it's a uh, you know, Fishbone's a very unique band. Maybe the most unique band I can think of. Uh, and um, t- so much to their detriment, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think you said it, you know, uh, last week. Uh, it's like they combine, like, with this should, I should hate this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it combines all these things that piss me off, usually, either on their own or when they're put together, because a lot of bands have tried to put these things together. Yeah. And it's just the worst. Because <laughs> of Fishbone, though. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, true. It's like if you, can, if you can blame Faith No More for all of the shitty bands that tried to be Faith No More and yeah. ended up being like new metal or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, you can certainly blame Fishbone for putting all of these amazing things together and, and making them this unified, amazing sound that fucking retarded white suburban kids <laughs> could not grasp. It's not a question of black and white. I don't. It's not no. a race thing. It's just, no. you know, I think about bands like Goldfinger and exactly. shit like that. That's and I'm just like... Totally comes to mind. Yeah, just, it's just, ugh, just shitty, a bummer. shitty bands. All of that third wave of ska. Oh, you it's know, disgusting. The, the no doubts and the fucking all yeah. that crap. Just the worst. The Even worst. when Sublime did. Like, yeah. I, I gotta say, like, lyrically Sublime is generally pretty retarded, but... <laughs> Um, but Brad Noel fucking could write a melody. Yeah, yeah. Write the and hell out of a melody. Great voice, very expressive, emotional voice. Yeah, um, and actually, I mean, they they actually ended up covering um, date rape. Uh, uh, Fishbone ended yeah. up covering a, a Sublime song, which is weird. But yeah. Anywho, anyway, listen to Fishbone. Yeah, please do, do. yourself a favor. Uh, and this is you know, right in the middle of their rec- uh, recording peak. Uh, so you got Truth and Soul, then the follow up album Reality My Surroundings, which you just can't beat that one two punch. Yeah. Uh, I'm I tend to lean a bit more to be a reality of my surroundings guy, but it, it depends on my mood. One of these are my two favorites. I understand that. Um reality of my surroundings I love. It's mm-hmm. got uh it's got some of my favorite songs of theirs on it, but it also has stuff where I'm like this is a little contrived. Every once yeah. in a while, they'll write a song that I feel is a little bit too contrived. At sure. least for my taste. Yeah, yeah. No, and there's not, none of that on Truth and Soul. This is true. Truth and I like everything on Truth and Soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. And while there's only like one song, one or two songs I don't like on reality. Yeah. Uh, I could do without Baby Head. Baby Head. And Nasty Man is a little like, I don't really need to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a little elemental. But. but other than that, I think I like everything. And, you know, Gave a Monkey Brain, I'll swear he's the center of the universe. It's that was my first album. Fishbone album uh, right back in high school. That yeah, was the yeah. album that I really knew back in yeah, high school. It was, wonderful album. Yeah, it's great. Oh, and, yeah, Interface is great, and the, the self-titled EP, fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, listen to Fishbone, see them live, watch the documentary, Everyday Sunshine. Uh, it's a fantastic documentary. Whether or not you're a fan of the band, it's a really good, interesting story. The story of this band is totally insane. Yeah, totally insane. fascinating as shit. And yeah. the, the shit that they went through is shit that... It's not just like, oh, it's this band going through these same things yeah, that yeah. bands go through. They go through some weird shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Religious cults, kidnappings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 so fucking fantastic. Yeah. And honestly, I, I dare you, if you are the kind of person who's like, I just want to watch a cool rock documentary yeah. and I don't really care about the band, you know, you'll watch that and, and I would be quite surprised if you didn't become a Fishbone fan as a yeah, result. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, All right. Well, let's go. Here's the time map. Yeah. Here we go. There it is. And we're back. Okay. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been drinking coffee this whole time, yeah, know, so like I'm done hyper nothing, aware of how exhausted I am. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> normally, this is. Yeah. Where we have our guests say some stuff. And yeah, Greg, do you have anything here. to plug? Uh, <laughs> no. You got nothing <laughs> going got on. Literally nothing to say. No. Uh, I don't know. Go to modernsuperior.com. Check out the articles we have there. There's a bunch of stuff for you to read, some links to the other show, um, and links to all the other shows on the Modern Superior Network, mm-hmm. Faculty of Horror. Um, other ones, I don't know. Look, I'm tired. <laughs> Dan has all the the. the yeah, he the usually stuff says memorized. this. So yeah, uh, I don't have any of that in front of me. And you know what? I'm not fucking saying it. Yeah, just look yeah. up. Look at look up. Thanks a lot, Dan. Look up Google on yeah. Bing and then Google Modern Superior. 
and you can do all of this from Internet Explorer. So it's, it's true. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Pretty, pretty. Good. You'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, um, um, anything else? Yeah, I don't know. Dieter, we've got your pants. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> This baby hits 88, 88. You're gonna see some serious.